Hi everyone, this is Scott Lutz. Welcome to another Bible reading of the day. Today we're in uh, Isaiah 37, 1 through 38, and then for your NIV, and then for your ESV, we're going to be in Leviticus 11, 1 through 47, and then Acts 11, 1 through 30. Let's go ahead and read the scripture. Jerusalem's deliverance foretold. When King Hezekiah heard this, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and went into the temple of the Lord. He sent Elikim, the palace administrator, Shibna, the secretary, and the leading priests, all wearing sackcloth, to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. They told him, This is what Hezekiah says. This day is a day of distress and rebuke and disgrace, as when ch children come to the point of birth, and there is no strength to deliver them. It may be that the Lord your God will hear the words of the field commander, whom his master, the king of Assyria, has sent to ridicule the living God, and that he will rebuke him for the words that the Lord your God has heard. Therefore pray for the remnant that still survives. When King Hezekiah, Hezekiah's officials came to Isaiah, Isaiah said to them, Tell your master, this is what the Lord says, Do not be afraid, or what? Of what you have heard, those words with which the underlings of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Listen, I am going to put the spirit in him so that when he hears a certain report, he will return to his own country and there I will have him cut down with the sword. When the field commander heard that the king of Assyria had left Lachish, he withdrew and found the king fighting against Limna. Now Sennacherib received a report that Terhaka, the Cushite king of Egypt, was marching out to fight against him. When he saw, heard it, he sent messengers to Hezekiah with his word, Say to Hezekiah, king of Judah, Do not let the God, the God you depend on deceive you when he says, Jerusalem will not be handed over to the king of Assyria. Surely you have heard that the kings of Assyria have done to all the countries, destroying them completely. And will you be delivered? Did the gods of the nations that you, you that were destroyed by my forefathers deliver them? The gods of Gazan, Haran, Rezeph, and the people of Eden who were in Tel Asar? Where is the king of Hamath, the king of Arpad, the king of the city of Seraphim, and or of Hena or Iva? Hezekiah's prayer. Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it. Then he went up to the temple of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, O Lord Almighty, God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, you alone are God over all the nations, all the kingdoms of heaven, uh, kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Give ear, O Lord, and hear, O open your eyes. O Lord, and see, listen to all the words Sennacherib has sent to insult the living God. It is true, O Lord, that the Assyrian kings have laid waste all these peoples and their lands. They have thrown their gods into the fire and destroyed them. For they were not gods, but only wood and stone, fashioned by human hands. Now, O Lord, our God, deliver us from his hand, so that all kingdoms on earth may know that you alone are O Lord, our God. Sennacherib's Fall Then Isaiah, son of Amos, sent a message to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, of the God of Israel, says, Because you have prayed to me concerning Sennacherib, king of Assyria. This is the word 
the Lord has spoken against him. The virgin daughter of Zion despises and mocks the daughter of Jerusalem, tosses her head as you flee. Who is who is it you have insulted and blasphemed, against whom you have raised your voice and lifted your eyes in pride, against the Holy One of Israel? But your messengers, you have heaped insults on the Lord, and you have said with my many chariots, I have ascended the heights of the mountains, the utmost heights of Lebanon. I have cut down its tallest cedars, the choicest of its pines. I have reached its remotest heights, the finest of its forests. I have dug wells in foreign lands and drunk the water there. Where the soles of my feet, I have dried up the streams of Egypt. Have you not heard long ago I ordained it? In days of old I planned it. Now I have brought it to pass that you have turned fortified cities into piles of stones. There people drained a power or dismayed and put to shame. They are like plants in the field, like tender green shoots, like grass sprouting on the roof, scorched before it grows up. But I know where you say, stay, and when you come and go, and how your rage against me. Because you rage against me, and because you your insolence has reached my ears, I will put my hook in your nose, and my butt and my bit in your mouth, and I will make your, you return by the way you came. This was a sign for you, O Hezekiah. This year you will eat what grows its, by itself, and the second year what springs from that. But in the third year sow and reap, plant vineyards, and eat their fruit. Once more a remnant of the house of Judah will take root below and bear fruit above. For out of Jerusalem will come a remnant, and out of the mount of Mount Zion a band of survivors. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Therefore this is what the Lord says concerning the king of Assyria. He will not enter the city or shoot an arrow here. He will not come before it with shield or build a siege ramp against it. By the way he came, he will return. He will not enter the city, declares the Lord. I will defend this city and save it for my sake and for the sake of David my servant. Then the angel of the Lord went up out and put to death 185,000 men in the, Syri- in the Syrian camp. When the people got up the next morning, there were all the dead bodies. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, broke camp and withdrew. He returned to Nineveh and stayed there. One day, while he was worshipping in the temple of the god Nisroch, his sons Adramelech and Sherezer cut him down with the sword, and they escaped to the land of Ararat. And Esar Hayden, his son, succeeded him as king. Let's go ahead and head to your ESV readings. Hi, everyone. Now we are in your ESV reading. Um, your first ESV reading, Leviticus 11, 1 through 47. So let's go ahead and read the scripture. Clean and unclean animals. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying to them, Speak to the peoples of Israel, saying, These are the living things that you may eat among all the animals that are on the earth. Whatever parts the hoof and is cloven-footed and chews the cud among the animals you may eat. Nevertheless, among those that chew the cud are part of, or part the hoof, you shall not eat these. The camel, because it chews the cud but does not part the hoof, is unclean to you. 
and the rock badger, because it chews a cud but does not part the hoof, is unclean to you. And the hare, because it chews the cud but does not part the hoof, is unclean to you. And the pig, because it parts the hoof and is cloven-footed but does not chew the cud, is unclean to you. You shall not eat any of their flesh, and you shall not touch their carcasses. They are unclean to you. These you may eat of all that are in waters, everything in the waters that has fins and scales, whether in the seas or the rivers, you may eat. But anything in the seas or the rivers that does not have fins and scales of the swarming creatures in the waters of the living creatures that are in the waters is detestable to you. You shall regard them as detestable. You shall not eat of any of their flesh, and you shall detest their carcasses. Everything in the waters that does not have fins and scales is detestable to you. And these you shall detest among the birds. You shall not eat. They shall not be eaten. They are detestable to the eagle, the bird vulture, the bearded vulture, the black vulture, the kite, the the falcon of any kind, every raven or of any kind, the ostrich, the night hawk, the seagull, the hawk of of any kind, the little owl, the cormorant, the short-eared owl, the barn owl, the tawny owl, the carrion vulture, the stork, and the heron, heron of any kind, the hoopoe, hoopoe and the bat. All winged insects that go on all fours are detestable to you. Yet among the winged insects that go on all fours, you may eat those that have jointed legs above their feet, you which with which to hop on the ground. Of them you may eat the locust of any kind, the bald locust of any kind, the cricket of any kind, and the grasshopper of any kind, but all winged insects that have four feet are detestable to you. And by these you shall become unclean. Whoever touches their carcasses should be unclean until the evening. And whoever carries any part of their carcasses shall wash their his clothes and be unclean until the evening. Every animal that parts the hoof but is not cloven-footed or does not chew the cud is unclean to you. Everyone who touches them shall be unclean, and all that walk on their paws among the animals that go on all fours are unclean to you. Whoever touches their carcasses shall be unclean until the evening. And he who carries their carcasses Carcass shall wash their clothes and be unclean until the evening. They are unclean to you. And these are the unclean to you among the swarming things that the that swarm on the ground, the mole rat, the mouse, the great lizard, and the and any kind of any kind. The gecko, the monitor lizard, the lizard the sand lizard and the chameleon and the chameleon. These are are unclean to you among all the swarm. Whoever touches them when they are dead shall be unclean until the evening. And anything on which any of them falls when they are dead shall be unclean. Whether it is a, an article of wood or a garment or a skin or a sack, any article that is used for any purpose, it must be put into water and is and it shall be unclean till the evening. Then it shall be clean. And any of them falls into any earthenware vessel 
All that is in, in it shall be unclean, and you shall break it. Any food in it that could be eaten or what on which water comes shall be unclean. And all the drink that comes from the drink that could be drunk from every such vessel shall be unclean. And everything on which any part of their carcass shall carcass falls shall be unclean. Whether oven or stove, it shall be broken in pieces. They are unclean and shall remain unclean for you. Nevertheless, a spring of cistern holding water shall be clean, but whoever touches a carcass in them shall be unclean. And if any part of their carcass falls upon any seed grain that is to be sown, it is clean. But if water is put on the seed and any part of their carcass falls on it, it, sh it is unclean to you. And if any animal which you, you may eat dies, whoever touches its carcass shall be eat unclean until the evening. And whoever eats of it of its carcass shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the evening. Whoever carries the carcass shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the evening. Every swarm, swarming thing that swarms on the ground is detestable. It shall not be eaten. Whatever goes on its belly and whatever goes on all fours or whatever has many feet, any swarming thing that swarms on the ground, you shall not eat, for they are detestable. You shall not make yourselves detestable with any swarming thing that swarms, and you shall not defile yourselves with them and become unclean through them. For I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves before the before and be holy, for I am holy. You shall not defile yourselves with any swarming thing that crawls on the ground, for I am the Lord who brought you up out of the land of Egypt to, to be your God. You shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. This is the law about beast and bird and every living creature that moves through the waters and every creature that swarms on the ground to make a distinction between the unclean and the clean and the and b between the live living creature that may be eaten and the li living creature that may not be eaten. Let's go ahead and head to your New Testament reading. Okay, so now we're in your New Testament reading, uh, Acts 11, 1 through 30. Let's go ahead and read the scripture. Peter reports to the church. Now the apostles and the brothers who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcision party criticized him, saying, You went to uncircumcised men and ate with them. But Peter began and explained it to them in order. I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in, tran in a trance I saw a vision, something like a great sheet descending, being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to me, looking at it closely, I observed animals and beasts and prey and reptiles and birds of the air. And I heard a voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But I said, By no means, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But the voice answered a second time from heaven, What God has made clean do not call common. This happened three times, and all was drawn up against us again in heaven. And behold, all that very moment, three men arrived at the house in which we were 
sent to from me from Caesarea, and the Spirit told me to go with them, with them, making no distinction. The six, these six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house, and he told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and say, "Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He who he will declare to you a message by which you." will be saved, you and all your household. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them, just as on us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us, when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? When they heard these things, they fell silent, and they glorified God, saying, Then the Gentiles also, then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance that leads to life. The Church in Antioch. Now those who were scattered because of the persecution that rose, arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch. Speaking the word to no one except the Jews, but there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who, who on coming to Antioch spoke to the Hellenists, also preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and the great number who believed turned to the Lord. The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. To Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad, and he extorted, exhorted them, all to remain faithful, all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast, pur steadfast purpose. For he was a good man, full of Holy Spirit and faith, and a great many people were added to, the, to the Lord. So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch for a whole year. They met with the church and taught a great many people and in Antioch the disciples were first called in Antioch the disciples were first called Christians now in these days prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch and on the, and one of them named Agabus stood up and foretold the spirit that there would be a great famine over the world this took place in the days of Claudius so the disciples determined everyone According to his ability to send relief to his brothers living in Judea, and they did so, sending it to the elders by the hand of the of Barnabas and Saul. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Father in heaven, I just lift you up. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying on the cross for us, for giving us the gospel of salvation, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great day.